This week, I'm sitting here with my ex-girlfriend of four years and my roommate-slash-ex-coworker. We are going to be doing an annual review of the podcast. If this is your first episode, probably not the one to start with. But if you already like this podcast, you're going to be charmed, delighted, and enchanted. I'm Christian Borky, and welcome to Busted Business Bureau. Welcome to Best of Business Bureau. Uh, this podcast is produced by the Lincoln Lodge. What's going on? I'm with uh, Sarah Wickham, who's been on a couple episodes. Hello. And my roommate Jordan, who's never once been on an episode. Hi, I'm Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I live with both of them, and we're going to be on the podcast just looking back at the podcast. Mm. Navel-gazing, self-indulgent, discussing what we've done in this one year. Jordan, which one of us gets to be the ex-girlfriend and which one of us gets to be the roommate this time? I'm going to take on the role of ex-girlfriend today. (laughs) (laughs) But for the record, it was not four years. I understand that time moves slowly when you're having fun. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what do you mean four years? We dated for four years. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. How long did we date? I'm going to pull up a calendar for you after this. Should we do a a review of your relationship? (laughs) (laughs) A highlight reel? Yeah. (laughs) It was four years. Was it shorter? It wasn't, yes. yes. <laughs> well, I am the ex of X years. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, that's embarrassing. Oh, just kidding. I'm fine. We've known each other for four years. Oh. You've been my enemy for six. <laughs> I feel like I've also known you both for four years, right? Yeah. Longer than that. Longer than that Right? Now? Oh, yeah, it's coming on like five, six years now. No, that's, not, that's literally a lie. I need to teach you <laughs> both. Fucking time I'm sorry. How <laughs> to look at a freaking Google calendar. Okay, hey, I never look at a Google calendar. I appreciate your invites, though. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I always see them like months later, and I'm like, oh, this is so cute. <laughs> Wait, so then how long did have we known each other? We've known each other for four years and a couple months, I think. Okay. I didn't know months were included in this time oh, frame. We were <laughs> dating when we met Jordan, though. Yeah, you would just started dating. Yeah, but we didn't break up yesterday. Oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> okay, ouch. Here's, here's where I want to start today. Oh, okay. <laughs> Since we're reviewing all of the episodes, mm. I want to start with an intro question about food. Okay. Um, because we all know... Food episodes have been my favorite BBB episodes. Oh. Um, <laughs> You're on one. <laughs> I, obviously why it's my favorite. Uh, okay, okay. Um, here's the question. If you could only eat one food for a week, would you rather eat A, canned bumblebee tuna, but you couldn't drain it, or two, buffalo wild wings, parmesan garlic sauce, or three, it's only the sauce, it's no wings. Only the sauce, no wings. <laughs> or three, ketchup is a vegetable. <laughs> ketchup is a vegetable. Wait, so ketchup is a vegetable, I can have other things, but am I only vegetable? No. Okay. Ketchup, but it counts as a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go buffalo wild wing sauce. Brave for someone who doesn't eat dairy. Well, yeah. I, sure. I'm not going to eat tuna for a week because I also don't eat meat. I'm eating the tuna. I need protein. Really? Even if you can't drain it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's okay if you don't drain it. Are you supposed to drain it? Yeah. It just tastes nasty if you don't. You're eating tuna water. Yum. Aren't we all (laughs) eating tuna water all the time? God's creation is the sea. (laughs) God's creation is not bumblebee tuna water. Oh, Jesus. All right, prissy pants, what's your answer? (laughs) Um, God's creation is the sea. 
<laughs> Honestly, that's hard. Ketchup is a vegetable, probably. Wow, three yeah. different yeah. Gr- the three genders are all represented. Yeah. I gotta they stick are the whole with, spectrum. Stick with veganism, you know. Look good for you. Mm. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, I you know that one wasn't actually really hard for me. The second you said the tuna one, I was kind of like, that's probably the one I'll go for. I don't know what the other two are. <laughs> <laughs> I like, grew up eating that, like the bumblebee tuna. Isn't that weird? Oh, uh, that's my least favorite smell is canned tuna. Canned tuna. Disgusting mm. smell. My dad used to make it all the time with mayo. Yeah. And, like, ugh. put it on Ritz crackers. Oh, <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> On Ritz crackers and you scoop it up like a vacuum? Oh, no. No, we're no, civil. You use a baby, fork. No. You use a fork with a Ritz cracker, but the cracker's oh. there. It's close to deliver the receptacle to your mouth. That's some white ass shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm white. No, we like scooped up, you know, the tuna and, you know, and then you like press it down a little bit. So it's a little sandwich? Mm hmm. Oh. Yeah. One whole year of this podcast. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Okay, so now that we're past the intro question, Christian, um, you let us know how you want this to go. Yeah. I have some questions that I would love to ask you, and I know Jordan does too. That is perfect. I just wanted to look back, because it's been one year of podcasting, and a bunch of people listen to it, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an episode planned for this week, because it's the holidays, and I just released three of them. Yeah. So I was too busy slaying to write an episode, but I wanted uh, Jordan on one before they leave for five months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving, and I'm not going to tell anyone why. <laughs> <laughs> They're running away. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm running away from Chicago, but I'll be okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be They're back. They're running away from us. So I think it's fun to do. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. You know how some uh, TV shows do like a clip show? I would have done that, but I've made so many hours of content, so I can't do that. So I just wanted to look back on it fondly and reminisce, have a good time, crack open this red wine, 19 Crimes uh, brand, put on some sunglasses, kick back, relax, and talk about my own podcast. Good. Right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so I was thinking about this episode, and there's a lot that I want to (laughs) know about your past year of podcasting and a lot that I want to talk about. The first thing I want to know is, Jordan and I have both spent a lot of time watching you research and put together these narratives and Mm. prep and write. Out of all the episodes you've done, what was the hardest one to research and why? Oh. I got to say, I... I worked the hardest on the IO episode mm. for no good reason. <laughs> it's the longest script. I read the most books for it. It was devastatingly long. <laughs> <laughs> again, I had no, it had no excuse being that long. <laughs> but the one that was, or I, maybe it might be a tie for two that were the hardest to research. Usually, like the body horror ones are pretty rough. Yeah. Just because I want to talk about it respectfully, but also it's horrifying, and also I have to, the pictures I look at mm. and just like burn into my brain and then move on with my day and act normal yeah so i'd say it's probably a tie between the risper doll episode and the agent orange episode of the monsanto season mm-hmm. those are both really bad and the transvaginal mesh one for johnson and johnson but i didn't do as good of a job on that as i did on the other two because it was a season one episode yeah. <laughs> was it the research source material that was hard or was it like then synthesizing that research into something that was your brand but yeah. also interesting and respectful it's that and it's also like science communication like i'm reading science journals that i don't fully understand and uh, i don't want to misrepresent it and yeah. i don't want to like do bad methodology so i'm doing my best to like research and do i usually like looking at meta studies because it's like all right well at least someone figured out after looking at all the other studies what those other studies say Mm. so 
that's kind of what the, the science body stuff is usually the hardest and it's the most interesting to me I in fact want to start a different podcast that has no research um, <laughs> where ordinary people come on the podcast and like tell body horror stories like mm. of your ex's eye yeah. detaching from <laughs> his, or his retina his detaching retina. while he was just like sitting at a casino yeah and he's, he was like a, a study for doctors at that moment too because he's like one of the youngest people I think ever really not ever but like it's very rare for someone so young to have this happen that's crazy yeah he almost mm. lost his sight completely in that eye and then the other one was starting to detach too but they caught it all in time so yeah it's crazy so all that stuff is so interesting mm-hmm. to me and then I keep doing episodes it's like I'm picking at a wound but then like it's stuff I don't understand so it's like this weird balancing act yeah. but I like doing it every time so I keep mm. doing it <laughs> why does academia and like language not make any sense but it's supposed to be like the source of making sense you know what I mean whoa I don't I've never understood that even like in like college like reading academic journals sucked like it you never really understood I think it's it. because it's supposed to be experts talking to experts when it gets to that level oh. however there are a lot where it's like even the experts don't understand what the fuck you're trying to say <laughs> <laughs> like you have now made it so convoluted that only yeah. you are the one that understands it so there is some balance that you do have to achieve of making it semi-readable at least to other people in your field mm-hmm. but it does blow that it's not publicly yeah. that like not everything can be synthesized in a digestible way for someone who's a layperson and that's mm-hmm. what I find interesting about doing this podcast is trying to do that for people you do a good job Aww. yeah you really do yeah you do the work of turning it into that academic language mm. into something that i can listen to in bed when i'm having a bad day you know oh yeah and having a bad day too like those two episodes i do remember them they were pretty horrific or not a three episodes they were pretty horrific but i still had like enjoyment in listening to it you know what i mean mm. which is insane <laughs> especially the monsanto one like wow <laughs> Oh, God. This season that was. <laughs> There's definitely this energy to your podcast that is, you have a big, big dash of absurdism, right? <laughs> um, like, there's so many horrors and awful things that you're talking about, and, like, it could turn so cynical about the world, which it is, but it also takes, like, this idea that inherently all of this is absurd, that this is even something that happened and that... Mm. we get to talk about on a podcast you mm. know that you can just read about yeah. i appreciate that energy that you bring to it and i feel like the absurdism comes from your guests and stuff too which i want to know how do you because you do a really really careful job at kind of like deciding who to put on what episode yeah what is what are you taking it from personalities are you taking it from just their interest is there not really a rhyme or reason you kind of just look at the person as a whole and decide like ooh. for most people it is you've told me that you're interested about this thing like uh christian's from buffalo so i did the buffalo right. wild wings episode mm. peter we have like a shared funny roller coaster experience so i put them on the six flags episode right stuff like that kp i just put on any fucking episode <laughs> <laughs> I'm As like, you should. Katie might or might not know anything about this. She goes on fucking anything. Who's the guest that surprised you the most and how they interacted on the podcast? <laughs> it might honestly be KP because I brought her on the first episode just to like talk about IO, something she ostensibly knows nothing about because she's like not in theater and comedy. Right. And then she just like blew it out of the water and I knew I could bring her on any episode. Mm-hmm. Like she really is just for me so fucking funny, which is not to disparage any other guest that's been on the podcast, mm-hmm. but it's like, God, KP is just like a clear crowd favorite for me. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. So fucking funny. 
funny. Um, it was awesome to have Asia Lachey on the podcast too. Oh yeah, because she was. I I told the story on the podcast, but she had <laughs> found my podcast through just like random searching, and then was like, I think this episode might be about me, and then it wound up not being about her. But then I made an episode about her. Mm, good. <laughs> and when I was talking to her, so this is to answer your question about how I do my guests. Since I don't really know her that well, I was like, Do you want me to do a theater episode? And I was thinking about doing Natasha Pierre and the Great Comedy of eighteen twelve with her. Um, I was like, Because you're in the theater comedy world, do you want me to do a theater episode that has to do with your field? Or something completely random that you can just like be a comedian and riff off of. And she was like, I'd rather do a random episode. So that's why we got the Bumblebee Tuna episode. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So when I, I think in the future, when I have more guests that aren't just like my random friends, which is something that my, one of my biggest haters hates about the podcast. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Ew. Anyways, when it is just more than my random friends, then I think that'll be the MO going forward is like giving guests an option of okay. like, do you want to be the comedian on the episode or do you want to be someone who kind of knows a little bit about yeah, it? Like, like Danica on the Lockheed Martin episode. Yeah. So sure. that's kind of how it goes. Is right now it's just been me vibing about it. Mm, great vibes, <laughs> great vibes all around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been um, so I started dating someone and I'm trying to get her into the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to recommend episodes that weren't my own. Obviously, I ended up recommending my own. Slay. But <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I feel like we need a curated list of hey, if you're new and you're trying to get into Busted Business Bureau. What are the three that we should hand select and have people listen to to really get the vibe, get hooked, so mm. they Ooh. listen to all the rest? What would those three be for both of you? I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> and I think one of the episodes that's like more silly and story-based, it's kind of a tie between the eBay episode or the Charles Ponzi episode, mm. which I think I did a great job on the Charles Ponzi episode, like n- focusing on the love story. Yeah. So that's like a really fun, silly, lighthearted one. Mm-hmm. I think... I would honestly recommend like episode five from the Monsanto season if you wanted a really heavy research one that connected a lot of threads. Mm. Or I think I'd also say start with the Lockheed Martin episode because I think that's like a good mix of both, of me and Danica just sitting there riffing and it's like about a really important topic, but also it's just like, that one's very girly. (laughs) (laughs) It's for the girly pops. Yeah, so I'm going to say Charles Ponzi, Lockheed Martin like middle of the Monsanto season. Okay, okay. I would say the ones I wrote, I thought about it a lot in the past 25 minutes, um, <laughs> truthfully, <laughs> to be honest with everyone here. Um, but then I really started thinking about it and I always came back to the IO theater episode just because that oh. is one that you do so much research for. And it's really exciting to see a guest, as you said, who is just a friend, doesn't really know as much. And just like watching them like just like or just like kind of go along with it is really fun. The Dare America episode, just because it's so personal. Huh. And it I love the way that you and Matt just like talk about it. Again, a lot of research. It's super cute. It's one of my favorite episodes. And Aww. then Monsanto 4, because it is the most unhinged, I think one of the most unhinged episodes because you guys are <laughs> locked in here. And honestly, Bender Blue and Amy Dose say some wild shit. Which one is for? That's the Roundup episode. Oh. And it's also like the birth of modern Monsanto, too. It's just like a great transition. Yeah. The Monsanto season was hard to get through. Mm -hmm. You, they're, oh my goodness. It was so good and so brutal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And me, Amy, and Blender all said shit that should get us arrested. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
So like, I don't know how we didn't get canceled online for that season. Well, that's like some of my favorite parts of like a lot of these episodes have those is like you have to like reel in your guests a bit in each of these episodes because you're like, whoa, 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 I'm the podcaster here because they just oh, go off. I forgot <laughs> another one I'd recommend, which you two haven't listened to yet, but the NFL episode. That's okay. definitely one where okay. if and you want to get someone coming in, out soon. Yeah. KP said gun to my head if I had to name a football player and say Shaq. <laughs> KP continues to be the funniest person on this podcast. <laughs> KP said there might have been like a million trees or something. Which Sorry to you. One. You're second funniest to KP. No, KP is like the funniest person. This yeah. is just the KP episode. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> for real. For real. I also chuckle. I wanted to say the Better Help episode because Claire, <laughs> it's so funny to listen to Claire like tell all these random stories. <laughs> Drive through daiquiris. <laughs> the fact that that came yes. up during a Better Help episode is so funny. <laughs> Anyways, it's hard to like whittle it down but those would be the three that i'd probably recommend you're through better help oh, no uh io theater dare america monsanto number four ah, okay mm. yeah and io is season one still right yeah. yeah i was like i gotta pull a season one episode in and you were saying earlier christian that you feel like your biggest quality jump was seasons one to two yeah yeah that's kind of because i've never done a podcast before period so it's already first of all bananas to me that like a lot of people listen to this one and it's bananas that like people stuck through <laughs> season one to two <laughs> i'm not saying it's bad but it's mm. just like clearly a novice podcaster like trying her best to do this really intense research oh i really i gotta have Jaxie back on the podcast because i did her oh. so dirty <laughs> by having her on episode one and like it's just me yelling at her for 40 minutes <laughs> <laughs> like, she did a great job and she was hilarious on it but yeah. she would do so much better now that it's like more now oh, that i've totally. figured it out you yeah. figured out your narratives yeah yeah it's gotten mm-hmm. really good um what are your big three oh, are they yeah. just your episodes because <laughs> that's a slay <laughs> work um I I also really like the Dare episode. Um, I like Bumblebee Tuna, and I like IO. Oh, IO is a really good episode. Yeah, it's I so Chicago funny. too. Yeah, yes. mm-hmm. and I we all know that I have personal personal beef with IO. So. <laughs> Uh, Sarah was one of their cyber bullies, bravely. <laughs> I love to bully. <laughs> okay, so oh, even so- with all of these great episodes, you do have some haters. I do. Wait, I want to know. Sorry, before we move on to my haters, I want to know what's your least favorite episode. <laughs> you want us to say it's so bad. I do. <laughs> we both have the same one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ready? Three, two. One six flags. Yeah, six flags. <laughs> <laughs> with so... uh, with uh, Peter Bucci. Peter Bucci. <laughs> Peter Bucci. Peter That's the, the episode of Peter Bucci. Peter Bucci. <laughs> Peter Bucci. If Peter. you forgot who the guest was, <laughs> it's, it's so Peter funny Bucci. because that was the most popular one. Like the BetterHelp one blew up on TikTok recently, so that one like really exploded. But uh, the Six Flags one was the most popular one for a pretty long time. Yeah, and people not because really... of Peter Bucci. No. <laughs> People really like the Six Flags episode, so it's so funny. And they're not even being funny, the two of them, by saying, like, oh, Peter's is the worst episode. They both, like, said it independently of each other. Yeah. But that's their least favorite one. No, but but you and Peter did do a great job. No, it's a great... I mean, uh, to be fair, I have not finished the episode. I just... From, that's why it's <laughs> my least favorite. You abandoned I, ship. You I hated didn't. it that much. No, I just, like, didn't... Yeah, I didn't get pulled in. <laughs> that's what you really think. I, yeah, I did. That's it. That's in America. A that's in America. <laughs> And what is the sixth flag? Did you get? Do you, do you know what the sixth flag is yet? No. Or did you not get? To it's it? a Confederate flag. Like the really? six flags are supposed to represent the six flags that have governed over Texas. So it's like Mexico, France, United States, and then the sixth flag is the Confederate flag. <laughs> well, Jordan learned a new fact. 
<laughs> Anyways, I guess I didn't put that early enough in the episode. Or you, you care even less about Six Flags. I, I, I don't know what I was. Maybe I was trying to clean my room. Is that the beginning of the episode? I yeah. really, truly didn't get far into it. Yeah, well, yeah, you don't, I don't need know why. to. I just like didn't like the episode. <laughs> Sorry. So Jordan is one of your haters. There's yeah. someone who mm-hmm. has left a bad review. Yeah, you're going to use my phone. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I left my phone at home, by the way, so I have to use Sarah and Jordan's phone all day. Um, I've gotten a couple, I've gotten a lot of like hate comments on TikTok, mostly just people being like, you're annoying or I don't get that many. I don't know why I'm saying it. Like I get a flood of them. It's people who have a problem with the information I'm saying. And so they either try to attack me or say like, well, in my experience, this thing that you're saying is not true. And it's like, I was not saying it's universally true. I was just trying to shed light on a thing. Jordan, I can't find the photos on your phone. Oh, there we go. I found it. So I want to do with these, right? How many, how many true haters do you have? Two, three? Uh, I have one remarkable hater who left comments on like every single one of my social media and then also left a review of the podcast which was awesome like they were really wow. mad and then consistency one, one person who gave the podcast a three-star review but the oh. three-star re- review is really long and kind of devastating <laughs> no not devastating personally it was just like i can't believe you gave it three stars after all that because <laughs> they wrote a lot let's start with um the the person who commented on like a lot of my social media so this is one star the laughing is unbearable they laugh constantly so much (laughs) so much laughing at such awful people the people they cover are not funny it's not funny when deplorable and corrupt people game the system wish they would just cover the topic and quit laughing like little kids Okay, so they do not understand absurdism. I'm oh, sorry. Points for the brownie points for the kids, the little kids. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> this shit was hysterical. They're pretty funny, yeah. Like I really, honestly, <laughs> the most devastating negative review to me personally that I would actually take very seriously is someone saying that the research is bad or like mm. it's you know poorly put together or whatever. Like it's just not true. That's always been a big fear of mine, and I've never, to my knowledge, gotten a review like that. Good. So it's a big slam. Well, I don't know how you could. <laughs> you do so much research. I know. I really. That's mostly. That's the main like driving fear. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I locked myself out of that's your phone. King of the haters. King. Yeah. The first one is absolutely King, King of, of the haters. haters. All right. You've been crowned. Because <laughs> they definitely don't listen to the podcast. They've forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. I got a review. This is a positive review. That must have been left by someone who was quite young. Because they said you should do North Korea next. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're the listener who said you should do North Korea next. I would like some explanation. Please let us know what you mean. <laughs> we would love to know. All right. So anyways, that first one's King of the Haters, laughing like little kids. Yeah, that one's really good. I like that one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that was funny. I have an unrelated question. Let's hear it. That I've been dying to know your answer to. Mm. So part of what you do when you research, you do a lot of visual research too, right? Yeah. You look up these, sometimes women, often men, these Evil, evil businessman. Um, <laughs> Who's who, the hottest? No. Oh. I, I know who your hottest is. <laughs> yeah. Who are your top three hottest businessmen? Meow. Yummy. Charles Ponzi, number one. Yeah. I, I assume everyone knew I was going to say that. You yeah. talked about it for 40 straight yes. minutes on <laughs> yes. podcast. That was just you <laughs> simping over Charles Ponzi. <laughs> and what about it? <laughs> Okay, point number two. If you two have answers, by the way, feel that, free to jump in. That episode was the beginning of your straight era. Oh, yeah. I'm still in it. I can't get out. Please help me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I got to say, number two was the Bumblebee Food CEO who oh. served, I think, like a year in prison. He has like a really wavy haircut. <laughs> oh. He's just an interesting looking man. I see that. What's his name? 
Oh, now I can't remember on my own podcast. I can't remember his name. But he was, he, yeah, for the, there he is. Chris. Yes. Lishewski? Yes, Lishewski. Lishewski. Chris Lishewski. That guy's a snack. Wow, oh. look how long that hair is. This is no. Oh, this, this is, is a little uncomfortable, some... Christian. <laughs> yum, yum. This is some well taken care of hair. <laughs> I'll say it. It's a little dry. I think he's washing his hair every day. Hey, but... Chris, you've got gorgeous eyes, babe. Yeah, right? Just yeah. piercing. There's actually really piercing eyes. I oh, number it. three, Del Close. Oh. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. sure. That's fair. Because Del Close, he had, some, he had some pretty striking features. Look at him go. But there's, yeah, not a lot of um, girl boss CEOs mm. on here. So the, the options are a little thin. Sure. But what, sure. do you have any answers to this? Or is this just because I see all the pictures? That's because you see all the pictures. I wanted to know who to go home and Google after this. <laughs> well, you did it immediately. You Googled Chris Lashevsky immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to say, I expected more. I am not horny for him. <laughs> I don't think I cover a lot of particularly sexy characters on this podcast, which is, you know what? No hate to all these CEOs. Mm, no, some, some no, hate to some them. Hate. Some yeah. big hate to them. Well, they're also like busy, you know, kind of. Oh, they're busy doing Taking what they advantage. Do. They're busy being evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, we kind of have a, like, there's like been ways to kind of sneak it in, but I'm just going to ask it straight out. Um, how has your view of what you wanted the podcast to be shifted since it's now in its fourth season? Whoa. I think this has always been a project that I've done because I like doing it. Mm -hmm. I never did it with the intention of, oh, this episode's really going to hit with a lot of people. That's why I'm going to research this popular thing. That's why I'm not doing fucking FTX right now because like, oh, okay. I know there's more information that's going to come out and I can't do it at its zeitgeist because then I'm going to do something wrong. And even though it's something that a lot of people want to hear, like I can't do that right now. So right. it doesn't bring me joy to do it in a way that would be unsatisfying to me. I think now that it is something that I've been doing a longer time I want to tell the stories more narratively and have it be less just like <laughs> shooting facts at someone for 45 minutes okay. <laughs> and so I think in that way it has shifted from a facts based really I wanted it to be like a behind the bastards knockoff when I started that's like uh... the style I was imitating and I said it in the first episode I'm mm -hmm. a dime store Robert Evans but now that it's shifted into more my style I want it to be more narrative and I like something that I like that I do on the podcast is like look up people's LinkedIn's and like their personal social media profiles to add a little bit of like color commentary yeah, yeah. stuff that's public accessible and hopefully not creepy but stuff that makes the story more uh well it's them personal. putting that information out supposedly yeah. so yeah so i like that i think that has been the biggest shift of the way that i present the information and what i want it to be which is a mm. narrative podcast that is business communication god bless you oh, oh. sorry Gesundheit. tight Thank you. <laughs> May the road rise to meet you. Yeah, I like that about it. It makes it, to me, feel like something that I can't just go look up myself on Wikipedia. Yeah. And I so often feel like, right, every day I read these articles about these awful, awful, just like atrocities and systemic issues with the way that businesses work. Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting to have a zoom in on the humans involved in it, right? Mm. Like, it's easy to forget that there are humans involved in these stories mm -hmm. the conclusion doesn't just come out as a news article at the end but yeah. there's like people that this is their day-to-day -day life as it's unfolding yeah i think that's something that i've really learned from the podcast is that there 
is no person like evil CEO twisting his mustache saying now like I'm pushing a button saying this is going to be the worst thing that we do. It's a bunch of people like ants that can't see a bird's eye view making their day to day decisions that make things worse for everybody else. Yeah. So they don't really realize or I mean I'm sure some people realize but it's hard to see the big picture when you're just like a little drone working there and everyone views themselves as the drone even the CEOs. They think like well I'm just doing my day to day tasks of having meetings. I'm not causing a lot of burden on the world but they are yeah yeah this has for sure been a labor of love for you what what has felt though the most has made you the most nervous or has been the hardest or the most insecure like what what has felt difficult about this (laughs) dan brought up that i might get sued at some point (laughs) and you know what i try really hard like that's part of what is also fueling the fear Mm -hmm. behind the research is like all of this was publicly available and it was presented in such a way where there was no like you know this person definitely did this thing that was awful unless it was like proven in a court of law or reported in like a you know well documented you know you understand mm-hmm. so that's been a little nerve-wracking of maybe some of the pushback from a business perhaps finding it and <laughs> responding however i am not famous enough for that to have happened yet mm. generally though the things that i'm nervous about talking about are presenting crimes especially interpersonal crimes like in the ebay episode in such a way that is like making content out of human misery in a distasteful or exploitative way Mm. that's the main thing that i'm always icky about whenever i'm doing this podcast is like am i exploiting other people's misery and suffering yeah for the sake of like my own followers or patreon or whatever it's a problem that i have listening to like true crime podcasts because mine is technically also a true crime podcast that i want to be thoughtful about that and Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i would love to hear your takes on it yeah I, i feel I mean, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, but I also really don't like true... I don't like true crime shows. I don't watch them. I don't watch stuff like that because it's just so upsetting to me. Yeah. And yours doesn't. And when it does get upsetting, it's always, like, taken pretty seriously. And Mm. that's when it is upsetting is, like, you create space and room. I'm specifically thinking about the second Johnson & Johnson episode with with Dan. Mm. Like, that one was... I don't know why that one, I, I got like weirdly emotional during it too. And it's just kind of like, oh my gosh. And it was like moments where y'all were just like, this is horrendous. And just kind of had a little pause and just like took that in. And I think you do a good job of balancing that and like allowing space for that. Mm-hmm. While also, also just like giving, as you said, you're giving everyone a bit of a like story and a platform to like talk about it. And that in in and of itself is a lot better than it just being out there and people exploiting it for their own like benefit. You're not exploiting it for a benefit. You don't really benefit anything from this. Yeah. You're just making a podcast. So I don't know. That's how I've kind of like viewed it and why I enjoy it so much and like love listening. And I think also the way that I sleep at night at least is the way that the story was presented was respectful in whatever episode it might be. And it's better that people know this about a company than they don't know. So I try not to pick like a random, like um, an employee murdered another employee at like Lululemon. I would never make that an episode of the podcast because that's like an interpersonal crime. Really sad for whoever that happened to. And has nothing to do with Lululemon as a business. You Mm -hmm. know, like that had Mm -hmm. nothing to do with, you know, one of them got a pay cut or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also something else you do, you uh, are always giving radical credibility to where you're getting information. Always do that. You just kind Mm -hmm. of embed it into what you're doing. And that makes a world of a difference in everything that you're doing as well. You're like, this is where I got this information. This is why I'm using this information. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're very transparent about your research and how mm-hmm. that research makes it into the story. Yes. Yar. Yeah. What is a story that as you were researching and as you were pruning and putting your narratives together, pruning. right, that you 
wish you got to tell but just didn't fit into any of the episodes. <laughs> I have two. First of all, in the IO episode, I never once mentioned Sharna's fucking dogs. <laughs> and everyone in Chicago knows about those goddamn dogs. And I never, and I hate dogs. Okay, and I never mentioned the dogs because it didn't have to do with the story. Please, tell but us it, about Sharna's dogs. So these dogs come with her <laughs> everywhere. And so when she's sitting there watching, like, your biggest audition that you've ever had in your life, her dogs are running around the fucking theater or, like, pissing everywhere. <laughs> and it makes a world of a difference. And it's just terrible. I should have said it because it adds to, like, the horror of no. trying to audition to this, like, relatively out-of-touch woman vis-a-vis, like, modern comedy, mm. trying to get the biggest gig of your life on SNL. <laughs> she's got her fucking dogs just, like, in her lap watching you. <laughs> <laughs> if the dogs bark, it's a no. Automatic yeah. <laughs> no. I hate dogs. I can't, I can't emphasize that enough on this podcast. I really am a dog hater. Mm. And it's not dog's fault. It's people's fault. They're bad at training those fucking things. True. So anyways, that was one of them. I never mentioned Sharna's dogs, which is a devastatingly un-Chicago thing of me to do. And the Monsanto one, Monsanto, it seems, this wasn't like uh, credible enough to put on the podcast, but it seems like between like 2012 and 2013, they contracted Blackwater to do intelligence work for them overseas, which is hilarious. And Blackwater's gonna be a future episode on the podcast, but <laughs> Blackwater's been like a fun pet interest of mine for years. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about Blackwater. It's a private military um, security company, or a, a private military contractor. And they do things like when you need Jeeps over in Iraq, like somebody has to get you those Jeeps. They're one of those companies that do that. It's founded by Betsy DeVos's brother, Eric Prince. <laughs> <laughs> and like while Betsy DeVos had some sort of substantial role God. in the Trump administration, he was still like being contracted, which is a hilarious conflict of yeah. interest. Um, so Blackwater just makes the worst mistakes. They're so bad at it. They like have been sued by the U.S government for misappropriating their own funds which is devastating when you're part of the pentagon and they're saying you're using funding wrong are you kidding me (laughs) when you're going to court with someone who's part of the pentagon and you're also part of the pentagon (laughs) okay so we can look forward to a blackwater episode yes at at a future date absolutely what else can we look forward to you can look forward to maybe a celebrity guest perhaps on a future episode i can't say who i know Um, I mean, there's two right here, but yeah. Yeah, well. There's two more, I guess, on the way. More people. It's not us. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's not you. (laughs) That might be fun. Um, Coming up. Oh, I want to do an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) I think that one's going to bang. Hilarious. And there's a couple drag artists in the city who have said yes to being on my podcast. So I don't know which one I want on the podcast. But I also want to do an episode like on how you make money as a drag artist in the city. Mm. Which will be separate, I think, from the RuPaul's Drag Race one. Busted business. Yeah, it busted as hell. Are you kidding me? We had, oh, Sarah made her drag debut recently. And we spent like an hour backstage with the two hosts being like, man, it's weird making money doing this. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's very oh, similar to theater, but somehow even worse. <laughs> Is that possible? I, I don't know what's worse than having to work in theater. What what else can we what else can we look forward to? Oh, she's Louise. Not insulting our friend Jordan, who famously works in theater. <laughs> literally just got employed for theater. I was being goofy. It's okay. I'm running away. Yeah, and that's why I'm running away. <laughs> what else can you look forward to? Well, more. Oh, a Disney season. I'm gonna have a Disney oh, season in the works yeah. next year. I do love I, Disney. Do I get to be a guest on that? We'll see. <laughs> it's going to be like the Monsanto season, though. Like, it's going to be a multi-part, like, whole season about Disney. Are you going to keep should... the same guests for the whole season? I think so, which oh, is why I okay. hesitated. Okay. Uh, we'll see who gets the... It's fine. We'll see who makes the cut. It's fine. Yeah, so that's my answer to that question. It's fine. 
Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Sorry, is that copyright? <laughs> you get sued for this one. No, oh, Sarah started crying. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how I might not be in the Disney season and it's really hard for me to cope with. Mm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> do you guys have more questions for me? Oh, okay. Here's my last question for okay. you. Right. You've had an awesome first year. Yeah. Um, what is your one sentence of advice for anyone who wants to start a podcast? Crazy. Ooh, I was just on the phone. I, it's way more than a sentence. I was just on the phone with my friend, Nooper, for like an hour and a half. She's starting a podcast called Neurophilia. She's in med school. Whoa. Apparently, a lot of med students are like really afraid of like neuro stuff. Ne- Please tell me what the word is. Neurology. <laughs> and so it's like neurophobia. So she's starting a podcast called Neurophilia, where she like talks to different doctors in neurology. That's going to be really, really fun. That's going to bang. So she said, you know, what should I do on this podcast? And the advice that I give to her and to everybody else who's like written to me or asked me on podcasts is you have to do this for you. It has to pass the own interesting test, which that is how I that's the metric by which I write every single episode. Do I find this interesting? Do I find this funny? And I know that I have a lot of comedy training at my back that gives me a better like taste or judgment in that sort of thing. Like generally I'm more attuned to what Mm. other people want and I think it's my own desires, but it's probably the training. However, I think if you're not having fun doing it and you're not having fun making it, it's not going to be good. (laughs) And everyone's going to be able to tell. Yeah. Like everyone can tell when you didn't have fun. Mm. And nobody wants to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That goes for so many things. I was gonna things. say, yeah. That that transcends like just the podcast. Uh, something I admire you about you so much because I feel like you really adopted that. I've watched you adopt a lot of that this year, mm. or, like overall, just in your life. I think that's how the podcast has, has changed you. It's just like, oh, I enjoy doing this, so I'm gonna fuck off to Philadelphia for like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> however long I wanna just like go do it for. It's fun. It's cool. There was a ContraPoints video that for some reason really changed my life. Her Envy video where she talks about like she talks about Spongebob as the Ubermensch. He says yes to himself. He says yes to life. Mm -hmm. And that's like saying yes to myself and saying yes to life has been just like cycling in my head over and over again. Ah. And I think yeah, if you're not saying yes to yourself and you're not saying yes to life, you're gonna make a shitty podcast. (laughs) And this has been an advertisement for BetterHelp. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I did that same joke on the NHL episode, and it went over swimmingly. (laughs) I love it. You might have to cut it, though. This podcast will never be sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm never going to get sponsors. That's something you can't look forward to in 2023 or beyond. I will never be sponsored, unfortunately. And that's not really a choice. That's circumstance. Which is why it's so important to support your work in other ways. Can you remind us of those ways in case someone has somehow gotten to the end of the year and isn't supporting it yet? Yeah, you can support this podcast at patreon.com slash bustedbizbureau. You can also donate to the Lincoln Lodge, which just, you know, all all ships uh, the tide raises all ships lincoln the lincoln lodge. lodge is a non-profit comedy theater uh, you can go to the lincolnlodge.com you can find there's a big donate button on the website that's something that's yum yum and that is all the way. You can also just like follow me on social media at Busted Biz Bureau, or you can leave comments and rate and review because then that helps me in the algorithm. Oh, there's also that Vanity Chicago Reader Award that's coming up soon, which I think like the oh, the voting won't be live if I'm nominated. Fingers crossed. But mm-hmm. if I'm nominated, you can vote for me for a Chicago Reader Award. I nominated you. Or you sent me the link, right? Yeah. Yeah. And at one point, like enough submissions got filled out where one of like busted business bureau was an autocorrect fill 
<laughs> no way. For like other people, as re- it was like CityCast Chicago and like another a couple other big podcasts. Oh. But because mine is called Busted Business Bureau BBB, it was at the top of the yeah, recommended because <laughs> nice. in alphabetical order. That's a nice. schlay. So I think I did get a lot of nominations. I'm I'm hopeful about my chances of being nominated, which Good. would just be fucking awesome anyway. Yeah. You know, I started this podcast this year. Holy shit, it'd be so cool to be nominated. Yeah, we will yeah. find out. The nominations have closed, so okay. I don't know yet, but. I mean, here's my plug, right? And I think I try to say this every time when you sort of cut me off. Christian puts a lot of hours and a lot of really thoughtful work and labor into the research and the narrative and making all of these stories accessible for all yeah. of us to listen to and understand more about Wait, the world around us. don't you us? have a screenshot of how many freaking words oh, you yes! literally have written? Yeah, yes! let, season Y'all one of the podcast. Let's find... Pull out those facts. I pull out those facts. Photos. Sorry, okay. not, not to cut you off, Sarah. No, no. <laughs> so season one, 48,080 words, 111 pages. Season two, 37,000 words, 94 pages. Season three, we already talked about this in the Monsanto season, but it was 37,171 words, 90 pages. Season four so far, so it's got three episodes. Um, oh, I didn't add it up. So the total with those three season four episodes that have already released, which is MLB, NFL, NFL NHL, um, it's been 137,725 words and 331 pages. <laughs> Y'all, that's over a book's worth of content. Clearly, this is just a hobby for Christians. He doesn't actually do the research. (laughs) And this is free content that we're getting. So whether it's reviewing or helping in the algorithm or helping with your money, Mm. um, support work like this, it's really well done. There's a lot of care and love that goes into it. And I'm a girl podcaster. Yeah. You well, are. And we love you. More Aww. importantly than you being a girl podcaster. Aw. <laughs> we think you're sweet. <laughs> and I wouldn't be able to have done any of this because I wouldn't have had my own equipment. I wouldn't have had the distribution platform if it wasn't mm. for Christine at the Lincoln Lodge. Woo! So Christine is really like the glue that makes this podcast happen. It would not be here without her and her tremendous work in building and rebuilding the studio. Yes. And it's just unbelievable what she has done for the podcast. So literally none of this would be happening without Christine. So I'll plug her social medias in the description because I think it's at Christine Ferrara, but I have to, I'm not a thousand percent sure, so I have to put it in the description. <laughs> but follow her because she has also a lot of really cool like artwork on her social media and it's really cool. So yeah. I would suggest that you follow her as well. Wow. Yeah. Christine rocks. Well, Which, Christine two rocks. girl podcasters. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Every episode kind of passes the Bethel test because I say hi to Christine. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy first birthday, Busted Business Bureau. Yay. Happy birthday, Busted Business B. Busted Business Birthday Bash. Oh, I also want to do another live show in 2023. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Do you know, uh, no, no, you just don't know when. You just know you want to do it. I don't know when, and maybe I'll have my mom back. I don't know. And tell her to talk into the microphone this time. You should just, like, tape it. Just, like, tape it (laughs) down here. Tape her hands. Yeah. Get her a little headset. <laughs> yeah, so you can look forward to that. That'll definitely be in Chicago. So if you are if you live near the city, you can look forward to that. Mm. And that's all you can look forward to for Best of Business Bureau. That's been the first year in review. Thank you all so much for listening. It is really so special to be able to do this. And it's gotten me through a lot of this year. You know, like I just look forward to researching. I look forward to reading even when it's... <laughs> nightmarish <laughs> mm-hmm. and so doing this podcast is really really awesome thanks to the Lincoln Lodge thanks to Christine thanks to all of you for listening I'd probably do it anyway even if you guys didn't listen though because I was doing it before when nobody was listening and I'm going to keep doing it <laughs> I don't give a shit I have fun can't wait to see where you're at when you enter your terrible twos ooh my terrible twos maybe I'll just make the whole podcast terrible <laughs> <laughs> nefarious 
You just read from your Google Doc. You don't even talk to anyone. <laughs> you have guests on, and then you introduce them, and they just sit there. It's a live reading of Wikipedia pages. Ooh. Oh, that's what I'll do for 2022. Do absolutely no credible. That's what I meant. Or you could do, like, a live reading of, like, the Wikipedia talk pages, where people just fight and argue about what information <laughs> should be in the Wikipedia pages. We should reenact it. Oh, we I published a, Wikipedi- a fight on this table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I published a Wikipedia article this year. Oh, my gosh. Wait, I'd tell us about it. Before. It was on the... Um, Oh, actually, I don't think I talked about this on the D.A.R.E. episode. The Public Disorder Intelligence Department of the LAPD, which is a notable... I don't think this made it in the episode at all. Holy shit. It was this branch that was an offshoot of some other spying thing they had from the 30s that right. was, like, the express purpose was to infiltrate a lot of mostly leftist organizations and either destroy them from within or, you know, surveil them, do whatever. And it was a canon thing that just didn't have a Wikipedia page. So I wrote it on the Public Disorder Intelligence Department. And it's okay. been published already? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Wow. Which I've never written a Wikipedia article, especially from scratch before, on a topic that is very, like, research heavy. I had to do that for a final, and I could, I, I and my eyes just barely started. It, and it was so hard and long so congratulations like it's Thank it's you. hard to do because you, you have to do so much linking and research and everything has to be credible and other people have to watch it and approve it yep and so, they did they uh, there was no edits other than like i think a minor grammatical edit but there were no damn. substantial edits it damn, was just christian raw dog posted i know wow. it felt awesome y'all thought we were about to wrap up this podcast no. and then christian came in with a whole oh, other yeah? story a whole topic which is classic christian board people definitely so already funny. stopped listening they thought like there was going to be nothing but like you know <laughs> exiting the podcast god I, i'm so so bad at ending the podcast. Well, no, yeah. this is, it's like a, a classic Midwest goodbye. You just uh, keep <laughs> no, going. No, let's Irish goodbye it. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>